For over 5,000 years of documented history, people have been using the cannabis plant as medicine. From ancient Chinese medical journals to the modern-day dispensaries, cannabis and its many medical uses have found their way to every continent on Earth. Today, as the prohibition against this plant is slowly being lifted around the world and our technological capacity grows exponentially, we finally have the opportunity to discover what this plant is truly capable of. Please join me, Matthew Myro, as I speak with the remarkable innovators working at the cutting edge of these discoveries. This is the Edge of Cannabis Medicine. Hello, beautiful people. I am Matthew Myro, and this is the Edge of Cannabis Medicine. And you're here because you recognize cannabis in its many forms as a powerful medicine, and you want someone you can trust to bring you the latest cutting-edge information and practices from real experts working in the industry today. Now, today's episode is a bit of an outlier. This is my very first episode of this new show, and there is no guest, it's just me. Our society has changed quite a bit since I recorded my first few interviews, and likely, most of you listening to this right now have been affected in some way by the COVID pandemic. I'm here in Austin, Texas currently, where shelter-in-place orders have become a lifestyle. Many of us are either working from home or not working at all, probably with a lot more free time on our hands. My hope is that you can find some reprieve from the craziness in this show. As we all become more and more accustomed to this new normal, we've been learning some things about ourselves and our country. For example, almost every state that has legalized medical cannabis and also has stay-at-home orders in place, they've deemed cannabis dispensaries as, quote, essential. That's a big deal. By every metric, medical cannabis sales are up across the country. In general, relief from anxiety is so important to our mental well-being, but right now, it becomes crucial. Cannabis medicine appears to be providing some great relief from that anxiety for those who have access to it. Now, there's a lot of uncertainty in the air, you guys, but one thing that seems to be certain is that medical cannabis has strong footing in American society now and moving forward. So I'll share with you a brief story of why I'm choosing to be a vocal proponent of this forward momentum and how this medicine changed my life. To start, I love cannabis. This plant has given me gift after gift after gift. As a teenager, it opened up my mind and expanded my consciousness. And this is something that is often pushed to the side for more tangible physiological benefits, but I consider cannabis to be pretty effective medicine for mental, emotional, and even spiritual wellness. It also served as a very potent physiological medicine for me, and it treated a pretty severe case of irritable bowel syndrome that I had when I was younger. I found that cannabis was the only thing that eased the sharp pain that I would frequently experience from IBS. When I finished up my graduate studies in 2003, I moved from Cleveland, Ohio, where I was born and raised, out to San Francisco to pursue a master's degree in philosophy, cosmology, and consciousness. I guess you could consider all that cannabis-induced mind expansion directly responsible for my chosen field of study. I wanted to know whom else was thinking about all this weird stuff I was thinking about. I wanted to know where those thoughts came from and if anyone was writing about it. I wanted to know how the brain functions, how have humans and their wisdom and intelligence changed over the millennia, and how how does all this relate to the cosmos at large? So instead of just getting high and pondering these things, I actually spent two years studying and researching these questions. 
Now, every year, the graduate program I was in took a week-long field trip to the Esalen Institute in Big Sur, California. If you're unfamiliar with Esalen, you might want to get acquainted. After two days there, I remember telling a buddy, if there really is such a thing as heaven and I die and I go there and it's not just like Esalen, I'm out. It's that cool. So Esalen, just for a little background, started in the early 60s as sort of a home base for the human potential movement. The land itself is nothing short of magical. It rests on top of huge rocky cliffs that fall dramatically into the Pacific Ocean with natural hot springs pouring out of these rocks into beautiful stone tubs where luminaries used to soak and discuss human potential. Folks like Hunter S. Thompson, Joseph Campbell, Aldous Huxley, Abraham Maslow, B.F. Skinner, Alan Watts, Terrence McKenna, all of them used to hang out there and develop their philosophical and psychological ideas and practices while staying there. Now today, Esalen hosts workshops year-round and everything from yoga to metal welding to creative writing to even something like dating after you've divorced. Basically anything personal development related. So you can go there, you can soak in the tubs, hike in the canyon along a rushing river under giant redwoods, learn some really cool shit, sit in the lawn and watch the sunset, which at Esalen is pretty much the greatest show on earth. And you can eat delicious meals made mostly from their organic gardens on property and have those meals with fascinating new friends from all over the world. And then if you're lucky, you might be able to sing along to someone spontaneously playing music in the lodge at night. I cannot possibly overstate how astoundingly fantastic this place is. So I'm sorry. I know this isn't a podcast about Esalen, but seriously, get there someday. It's so worth it. Now, the only reason I bring this up is because while at Esalen on one of those grad school field trips, I met a woman that was in the PhD program and she sat down with me for lunch one day and she just sat down and offered me a job. Turns out she was the owner of a medical cannabis nursery. Mind you, I was 23 at the time, fresh from the Midwest, had just gotten my doctor's recommendation to be able to treat that IBS with medical cannabis. And I was there at Esalen, just blown away and overwhelmed by how beautiful that place is. And this job just fell in my lap. It was a powerful and life-changing moment. That one conversation began an almost 15-year career as a cultivator of medical cannabis. I went from an employee of her company to owning my own nursery with partners to cultivating and consulting on dozens of indoor flower-growing facilities. Also over those 15 years, I saw the industry explode as state after state started putting medical cannabis laws in their books. But then I saw the industry implode as states, including California, started to pass adult use recreational laws. Personally, I didn't really like the way things were heading, so I left both California and cannabis cultivation. But I remain a massive proponent of the cannabis plant and its plethora of uses, especially medically. It seems like every day I see more bad information and bad science circulating out there. But here on the edge of cannabis medicine, I want to bring the focus back onto the patient, back on those who actually rely on cannabis as medicine. I want to focus on real science, real data, and real experiences from real people intimately involved in the medical cannabis industry. Right now, we're at an inflection point in society where advances in technology, increased access to research, 
and a general cultural acceptance have opened up so many new possibilities. We're learning so much about the cannabis plant, its hundreds of molecular compounds, and what medical benefits each of them have. As of this recording, more than two-thirds of the states in the U.S. have passed medical cannabis laws of some sort. Tens of thousands of physicians across the country are now recommending cannabis to their patients. 93% of American voters are in favor of using cannabis as medicine. 93%. I think it's safe to say that the taboos and stigmas that once surrounded this plant have mostly been lifted at this point. Witnessing all of this, I figured why not take all that curiosity I had from my early days and put my education and consciousness studies to good use. It's time for you to have a consistent and reliable source for all the latest, most cutting-edge science that's out there, straight from the researchers and clinicians at the forefront of this groundbreaking work. And not just the doctors and scientists. I'll be speaking to master cultivators, patients with miraculous healing stories, longtime professionals pushed to the fringes and black market because of failing recreational laws, mothers of children who need the medicine, and veterans who have found hope. If they're at the edge of cannabis medicine, I will share their work and their stories with you. So thank you so much for listening and joining me on this journey of discovery. I know that these are really difficult times, but I have total faith in Team Human. We'll get through this together, y'all, as long as everyone keeps doing their part, whatever that may be. For my part, I'll keep this information coming to you on a regular basis. It may pale in comparison to the heroic efforts of our healthcare workers, but it's what I can offer y'all right now. So I'm dropping a couple of episodes along with this one, so make sure to check those out, and new episodes will drop on Wednesday every single week. So please hit subscribe, spread the word, tell a friend that you think will get a lot out of a show like this, and let's start to bring the truth about medical cannabis to as many people as possible. Until next time, my friends, stay strong, stay healthy, and for now, stay put. This Edge of Cannabis Medicine podcast is copyright EM2P2 Inc. 2020. All rights reserved. Podcast use and availability is governed by terms and disclaimers available at edgeofcannabismedicine.com forward slash terms. I'm your host, Matthew Myro. Thank you for listening.